Welcome back to Obscure Games with Obscure People. This is the final episode of Wits and Chivalry. Uh, last episode got cut off really abruptly, so this one's going to start really abruptly. Um, enjoy! And, whew, we're gonna move on to Jeremy the Drunk and Elderflower. I'm just going in the same order we did last time, because why not? And Elderflower who have just made it into the castle, picked up some pints. How do you proceed? Elderflower, you want your pints now? I, I, I drank mine, like, immediately. I feel so much better. <laughs> yes, you want your... Okay, here. I hand him, I hand him the goat bladder. <laughs> is it a goat bladder, or is it a goat from which we drink? <laughs> I assume it's like a goat bladder complete with peen, like... <laughs> I hand him that. <laughs> please, um, um, Elderflower, can you please? I'm gonna put it under chivalry. Please, uh, roll for roll, just two die, cause just accent and whatnot, to see if you how drunk you get really. Cause you don't drink often, nearly not nearly as often as Jeremy. Is a success. Is a successful role getting drunk or not getting drunk? <laughs> well, he just rolled double six. And so you you get a nice happy buzz, but you're not incapable of completing your task. You just I, happy. however, am soused. But you're used to it. You're functional still. Yeah, well, yes. He's just not used to it, so I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to become dysfunctional. <laughs> All right, Elderflower. Now, we have to find, we have to find, um, Barbara. We have to find, if we, if we, if we find Barbara, you can play her music from your harp and hopefully she'll just like follow us or something. I don't, I haven't, I'll be totally honest. I haven't thought this all the way through. We have to find her first though. Just. What? What is it? What? <gasps> if we start a conga line, we can just lead her all the way back. We have to, we have, we have, we have to find Barbara first, and then we, and then we have to get you to play your harp in front of her, and then I go conga line, and then everyone, everyone will follow us all the way out, and we just have to make sure that she's in that line, and then, and then either we convince her to take, we convince her to give us her money, or we take her. We'll figure that out when we find her. We have to find Barbara. We won't even have to go to market to buy it. We can just find the chalice that they have here. Oh, this is such a such a good plan, Elderflow. I love you. <laughs> I'll steal Arthur's chalice. That's the sexiest chalice. With any chalice we could that we could buy at the market won't stand up to Arthur's. Sexy chat. The chalice has abs, Elderflower. That's what I've heard. That's just what I've heard is that the, the chalice, the chalice, the chalice has abs, Elderflower, I'm telling you. Oh, I mean, I don't, I mean, even, even something made by man can't possibly stand up to Arthur's abs, but, you know, it's the best chalice. We find Barbara, we lead her out. Once everyone's led out, I can pillage. I can pillage and I can steal Arthur's chalice and then, and then, and the, I drank all the booze. No, I'll just take whatever, I'll take whatever I find. <laughs> so what is your plan of action right now? Okay, well, so it's a um, perfect plan. <laughs> we're gonna start with the you playing your harp and attracting people. Please, since you are a harp expert, um, I'm going to make this wits. Um, please roll four die of wits. Okay, so you play the most 
beautiful rendition of conga music ever heard on a harp. You know the best part is that the instrument better equipped for conga music is a Jamaican steel drum. Is the Jamaican steel drum? I'm just thinking that. I was like, this would be so great if only Lamlaw were here. Uh, um, and people are so confused and intrigued by this music that they all start gathering around you. And um, now, who who's starting the conga line? Is it is it is it Jeremy or, or it's me? Or I get I shout I shout the word conga. Okay, so roll roll um, two die for chivalry to see if you charm them into a conga line. Okay. I had, a, I had a one and a four. Okay, so you succeed. People are a little hesitant at first, but once you grab an unwilling person and start congoing with them, they all go, oh, this actually might be fun, and they join. <laughs> that's, that's always the best way to start a congo line. <laughs> yes. Um, they didn't quite understand what the conga was. It's a pretty new dance, but you, you taught them. It's easy enough. Um, next thing you know, everybody, everybody that was surrounding you is just marching around in a circle in a conga. And out of the corner of your eye, Elderflower, you see her. You see Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you shout out to Jamie, there she is. Um, how do you proceed? No, she's observing the conga line with a guard next to her. Um, so do you, do you bring your harp with you? Like, how is the, okay, but you need to approach them. He's speaking okay, much I... louder over, over his harp music. I just, I just wasn't sure how large, strong. I know your harp's made entirely of steel, so I just He's know it's a little strong. hefty. Okay. So, um, please roll, um, hmm. I'll give you three because you're prepared with the conga line. Three die, uh, three dice for chivalry because you're charming in the conga line. Okay, so the guard is like, hell yeah, and then jumps into the conga line and starts conging more passionately than anybody you've ever seen in your life. And Barbara kind of is just looking at him like dumbfounded and a little awkward and she starts kind of shifting from foot to foot because she doesn't know what to do. How do you proceed? She's not in the conga line yet. She's just kind of getting antsy. Like, she doesn't really know what to do. She's feeling left out. Okay. So, this is... This is turning, <laughs> this is turning more into passion, in my opinion. You're passionately playing. So, roll four die... Well, yeah, you're an expert. So roll four die for chivalry because you're doing this out of passion. That's enough, because you, you succeed. You, you scare Barbara at first, and she joins the conga line, but she's, she's still really weary of what's going on. She's, she's, she waited for her guard to get back around the circle and hopped onto him, so that way she's safe. But now you've got everybody congaing. Okay, so you're walking out the castle. You are you walking out towards um, the village or just towards the back of the castle? Yes, yes. The front gate faces north, which is it, the ritual, it's also the most picturesque place to have an Akaga line leaving. <laughs> yeah, the ritual site is currently northeast of where you are. So, you are heading out the north door. 
Um, so are, is your plan to just lead the entire village there in hopes that Barbara will be one of them? I'm, well, then. I assume we have don't you. have video, but D- Dylan has been dancing this entire time. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not recording video, but it's good. It's good. I've also been dancing a little bit here and there. So <laughs> you have... You... Please, please, I want both of you to roll, um, three die, both of you roll three die for chivalry to see if you can charm Barbara into sticking with this conga line all the way to the ritual site. Okay. (laughs) How many? Three. I had... I had one success, and I also rolled a four. Okay, so you got well a four. Or I'm sorry, Jeremy's wait, no, three. I had. I'm sorry, I had a, I had a, I had a two successes and a three. Oh, okay. So, um, combined, you Barbara's sticking around. Barbara's closer to Jeremy's end of the line, anyways. So your your charming didn't really matter that much, Elderflower. But she is like, I don't want to go towards the front of the line. He's weird. Um, but. But right then and there, in the middle of the conga line, the skies open up Ah. and a ray shines down on just Jeremy in the middle of the conga line. It is quite a bright light, Um, so so I can understand if you're a little spooked being drunk and sensitive to light, probably. You're probably a hungover. I hate light. Um, Live in the darkness. Um, And the skies open up and God is like, What's happening here? What's what's going on? I am trying so hard not to mention Elliot Goldgott. <laughs> it's taking every fiber of my being. <laughs> but I've managed to not do it so far. Um, God is like, well, keep trying. I'll be with you to help you in that. But um, if I can give you some advice, uh, I think you guys are forgetting something. Uh... You're headed out of the castle, but you, you guys still need something, don't you? Yes, I have to stick behind so that I can get the chalice. And, um, okay. And, and, and maybe some booze along the way, I, if I find any, you know. Okay. Well, make sure, make sure you, you have fun with that. And since no one's in the castle, it should be pretty easy at this point. Yes. And pretty much no one's in the village either because they're mm. all in the conga line. Yes, <laughs> it is the largest conga line this village has ever seen. Which is great considering it's the first conga line this village has ever seen. Yes, yes. Um, before I go, do you have any questions about the universe or anything? Yes, God, I have a question. Now, I've... I'm sure I can find this chalice based on the fact that it's the only chalice that has rock-hard abs. But God, I know I'll know it when I see it, but I just, I need to know where to look. I don't, where do I find the, 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 the abdominal chalice of King Arthur? Check in Merlin's main tower in the castle. Is it like under his it's, bed? Okay. When, you walk, when you walk in through the north door, when yes. you're walking in through the front door, just make a right, go okay. up that staircase to the very top, and that's Merlin's tower. I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure he put it there. All right, thank you, God. Deuces, and then the sky closes. Whew! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, and okay. I and I I I, I want to break away like sneakily from the conga so, line. Okay. Like, oh, you guys go ahead, kind of thing. Okay. No one's gonna question that you're staying behind. It's fine. Everybody's too into it. So now you are separate from your uh, companion. Um, <coughs> so no one gives a shit what Elderflower's doing right now. He's headed to the rituals. Like no one cares. But what what you what you gonna do? You headed back to the castle, I assume. Yes, I'm going to go back through the north door, take a right, and then go up the stairs. Okay, you you get to the top of the staircase, and there's a door, and it's open a little bit because no one locks things here in medieval times. Um, and back and, in uh, now times. Yes, back in now times. Ah, um, uh, yes, back now. And you can see, 
you can see through the the part that's open that um there's quite a number of books, some test tubes, a poster or two of Arthur, and right in the very middle of the table is a chalice. Hmm. Does this challenge does this does this chalice have rock hard abdominal muscles? Well, you, you haven't entered the room yet, but if you want to do a wits check to see if you can see if it has abs from here, you can. Or you can enter and see for yourself. I want to enter. <laughs> okay, so you enter. And you're in this room now. And uh, you, you're approaching the chalice. And uh, joke's on you, you still have to make a wits roll to see if it has abs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just... Um, uh, two dice because you've never seen his abs in real life, so you're not okay. entirely sure. You're not prepared, you know. Okay, I've only heard stories. Yes. So two die for wits. I. <laughs> I rolled. Wait, was this for wits? Yes. Uh, I fail. It was two fours. Well, you can't tell if it has abs by seeing, um, but you can use other senses if you'd like to see if it has abs. I would like to use my brass knuckles to punch the chalice, and if it is Arthur's chalice, it will have unbreakable rock-hard abs, and the chalice will not crumble under my brass knuckles. Uh, okay, um... <laughs> I could just turn it around, but... Um, I, I want you to roll a chivalry anyways just to see if you get hurt from punching it or not. Yes. So please roll two die of chivalry. Okay. I rolled a five and a four. So you succeed in punching it. Yes. And it does. It, 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 it appears to have rock hard abilities. Um, but luckily you don't really hurt yourself because your brass knuckles, you got, you got like minor bruising, but it doesn't hurt too much, you know? They're the best. Um, <laughs> but um, you've, you've decided, oh, this, this must be it. This must be it. Yes. It is. Um... <laughs> um so you, what do you want to do? You want to grab it? You want to drink from it? You want to touch it? What do you want to do? Well, I have the chalice now. So I'm, I'm just going to, like, tuck it in my back pocket. Mm. But I have unfinished business. Oh. Merlin might have stashed some booze somewhere in here. Make a wits roll to see if you can see any booze. Um, right. I will. I will make you an expert in booze, though. Thank you. So roll four die. All right. <laughs> I had one success and a three. So, so, you you, you see a couple different bottles that you think could be booze, and instead of you know sniffing or just reading the labels, you decide to swig them to see. Yes. Um. And the first two were not. They were not booze. Uh, they were some weird chemicals. Perfume. Don't, yeah, it just Merlin kind of has hurt perfume. going. It just kind of hurt going down, but you don't have any major side effects. But the last bottle you found was indeed booze. So you've succeeded. Great. And then do my eyes open real wide on the last swig and then God starts talking to me? Did you I roll did, a three? I did roll a three. Oh. Oh, yes, then the skies open up and a ray of light comes down and God's like, you did it, kid. You did it. Thank you. Now, I'm just going to let you know there's a shortcut to the ritual site just because you've kind of achieved everything you need to, but you're kind of behind everyone. So just you take... I'll do my best to catch up to them, God. Yeah, he tells you some marble jumble that I don't want to bother thinking about, but he tells you about a shortcut. And then uh, he's like, do you have any questions? I do. I do, God. It's been on my mind for a while, ever since I was a boy. I've always wondered... Do birds go to heaven, God? <laughs> God's just like, what is with you people and birds? No! And then the skies close. And I'm like, that was the first time I've asked that question. Why did he treat it like he's been asked a thousand times? <laughs> okay. 
So, I, well, now I know, and I take one last swig. <laughs> yep. And you start heading towards the ritual site. And now we check in with our final group. We're finally there. Oh my god, Mingo Mango, it's your time to shine again. Um, so, so, that's good. what you really need to know about long division. Woo! Okay, so we're back with Ambrose and Fred, who are on their way to the super secret magical cave. Um, I can't. I can't even remember what obstacle you you faced last time. I'm trying to remember. We got lost. That's right. That's right. We were going the wrong way. You guys had Frederick. Yeah. I don't remember. So you got... See, Bailey, that's an okay-ish accent, depending on what you're going for. <laughs> it's Scottish. Damn it, it's not good. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Let the boy, let the boy express himself. Okay. So you guys made it on the right path, and you, you start to see this giant, like, rock structure in the distance. You're like, oh, it must be over there. So you start heading towards it, um, and eventually an opening is revealed and you're like oh man ooh, an opening must be like a cave or something because you know it's a hole in a, in a rock wall it's what most people assume um and so you're starting to approach the uh the the cave and uh what do you guys want to do do you want to prepare to go into the cave what do you guys what do you guys want to do uh ambrose is going to uh pull uh sit down his his heavy shield and armor and step off of his very average horse and uh, uh, prepare to uh, to delve into what he believes to be a miles deep dungeon, um, uh, filled with a myriad traps, uh, dragons, uh, and at least one orc. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fred, what are you up to? Uh, I'm going to just compose myself and uh, cower behind. The math knight. I forgot his name. Ambrose. Ambrose. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys approach the cave, and uh, you walk inside. Ambrose, you are like totally ready to be going through this giant like maze of a cave. <laughs> I'm um, poking every cobblestone with the <laughs> with the butt of my flail. I'm like waving my hands through the air to look for invisible traps. I'm throwing and. and <laughs> throwing Fred out to make sure that any tripwires trigger against the other. <laughs> Fred is just cowering behind you unless he's currently being thrown, and then he just retreats back to cowering behind you. Um, and Each time I'm thrown, I giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick, my boy, go! Okay, so you actually, you actually enter the cave, and you see um, it's just one long hallway, and at the very end is some light. Um, what do you what do you want to do? You want to walk through the hallway? Mm, this seems suspicious. I shall have to consider all the outcomes. Ambrose sits down for like two to three minutes, sketching out all of the possible plans of attack for walking down a hallway. Turns out there's only two: you go forward or you go backward. What did he choose? Mm, so the result was that with like a slack coefficient of two. Uh, that there was uh, that the optimization ended up being about sixty percent go forward and forty percent go backward. Uh, really, it was thirty nine. The one percent was kill Frederick and summon a demon. Uh, but he figured that one was not, <laughs> not worthwhile. That's the one I voted for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're headed forward in the cave, Fred. You're just following him. I assume yep. you're the companion. That's kind of your job. Um. And um, there's really nothing in this hallway. It's just an empty hallway, and you're just slowly approaching this light, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger, and suddenly you start to see that it's really colorful, too. It's not just a white light. There's, there's multiple colors. Um, and eventually you reach uh, what is a large room where the light is emitting from. Um, do you want to look around? Yes. Inside of the room? Yes, please. Okay. Um... So, you look around and you see that there's this weird device that it, it's, it's got, it's, it's, it's really colorful and it's, it's got a big old thing. You don't really, 
make a wits roll. Um, ah, both an, of you. An unknown device. Both of you, um, two die wits roll to try and identify what this thing is. Ah, I got a two and a five. Okay. I got a six and a one. So, um, well, you both succeed in identifying what it is. You're still not exactly sure what the name of it is, though. You see that it's just this colorful thing, and it has, a, it has, ha- like a like something to stand on as well, and some sort of screen or something. And uh, suddenly, the skies open up above uh, Ambrose, and a ray of light shines through, even through the cave. And God goes, "Hey, uh, you've probably never seen this before, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay down the law." This is a thing called Dance Dance Revolution. You won't see it for years. A revolution? Like the one that the French yeah. have had? Exactly, but with dancing. Ah, I thought um, they danced at the French one too. <laughs> You'll understand. It's pretty self-explanatory, and there's some instructions on the wall. But, um, that's, this, this is it, man. I've been testing this baby for years. I think it's ready. Uh, you got any questions before I go? Uh, uh many, yes. Um, you get one. Uh, oh, um, hmm. Well, what question should I ask? <laughs> I don't know, and the sky's close. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask if we each got a question. <laughs> Great question, the skies, Frederick. The skies open up. You don't. And then the skies <laughs> close again. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so now you know that this is a thing called Dance Dance Revolution. And there's instructions mm. next to it. A strange, colorful, magical device. Uh, Ambrose is going to approach it again, careful of a trap. Though the fact that God has told him that it's okay makes him a little bit more, a little bit more uh, confident in going forward. Um, and uh, he pokes at the DDR machine um, until it turns on. Okay. Uh, sir, would you like me to read the instructions on the there wall? Are instructions, yes, please, Fred. Uh, it says, "Stand in the center of the pad." Hmm. I shall do so. It then says, make a musical selection. In parentheses, Barbara Streisand is an option. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, A a variety of choices I have never seen before. Hmm. Hmm. What to select? What to select? Perhaps. Barbara Streisand. Make a good choice. <laughs> wait, can you can you make a wits roll, um, to determine which song you're gonna play? Mm, sure. Should I? Um, yeah. Uh, I got a three and a six, so one success. Um, just a second while I Google Barbara Streisand songs. <laughs> I was thinking it was a song that was like the. <laughs> Isn't there a song that's like Barbara Streisand? <laughs> you know what? Yes, that is the song you chose. Um, I don't even know how it goes. I just know yeah, it's no called Barbara, Barbara Streisand. Streisand. Um, okay, so uh, you you fail to select an actual song by Barbara Streisand, but you you do select a song that references her. Um, <laughs> Better. <laughs> Better for DDR in the long run, you know? You don't want to do DDR to a ballad. Um. I was considering trying to find, trying to think of a song that would have been around in, like, old England times. You get, you get this nice selection of loot music. Right, right. I, I have, like, a religious hymn. Fun fact, there is a loot music station on Pandora, I know, because I found it for Empty Set Initiations one year. That sounds amazing. Oh Can God. you please send that to me after this? Because I need that for uh. D&D. I'll try and find it for you, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, the um, Fred, have you finished reading the instructions, or do you think you have? 
Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I, I assume that Ambrose is the one that's going to attempt this DDR. For sure, I see arrows, which are a form of vector. <laughs> He's going to turn into a math game, guys. Um. <laughs> uh. So, you you see that the song starts up because you've clicked the button that starts the song. And you see these arrows start to swipe upward on the screen. Huh. And, um, do you, do you, eh, roll a wits roll to see if you understand exactly what you're supposed to be doing I believe, to die. Could I, could, would I be able to argue that I have three dice to, for this because I'm prepared by Frederick reading me the instructions? I listened to those instructions with you. They didn't help. Two dice it is! I got a six and a one. Um, okay. So, you... You kind of understand what's happening, but you really... You won't know until you try it. You know? Mm -hmm. It's one of those situations. So, now you get to roll... Mm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna say it's still wits, because it's a precise action. Mm, and I'm interpreting um, arrows. Yes. Um, so roll another wits roll to see how you do with DDR. Two dice? Two dice. Unless you can make an argument for you being prepared or an expert at DDR. Um, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Mm, no. <laughs> okay. No. I got double threes. Okay, so you actually succeed in performing your DDR, um, and all of the, so so the the screen's going woo you did it woo one hundred percent woo you're Best like a tier. dance master, um, but then all of a sudden you hear on your sneaky speaky, hey guys um, I forgot to tell you this um, it it requires a specific song. Uh, you can't just choose anything. But I'm really sorry. It's... The, the, the grail's really picky. Do you have any <laughs> ideas? Uh, sorry, uh, first Ambrose drops to the ground, uh, pulls his cloak <laughs> up over his head, um, and uh, begins <laughs> humming a, uh, an ancient sneaking song to himself. And then says, um... but, but Merlin, it said on the wall that Barbra Streisand was an option. I selected the correct song, surely. Um... No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do the magical research. I think I would know. Well, um, if you know, then can you tell us? Yes, it's um, it's a song you you may have heard of it. Um, it's it's pretty well known as a pretty difficult song, just in any music game you play. It's called "Through the Fire and Flames." Oh my! <laughs> that sounds as if it might have. Hints of the devil. It it does not have hints of the devil. It's just about struggle and trying to uh, trying to make it past tough times, which the Jews understand. So that's why the Holy Grail likes it. Um, Woof! <laughs> wow. I mean, I meant that more for like the forty years and forty nights, and I just realized that could be a Holocaust joke, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yes, that's uh, certainly the 40 days and 40 nights are the trials and tribulations that the Jews have faced. <laughs> yes, Merlin, I understand you perfectly. In these modern days. There are, um, yes, back, back now. So yeah, you gotta, it's a, it's a level, whatever the highest level is. Mm, um, double S Black Star. Yes, that one. So uh, if if you if you feel like you can't do it, it's okay to let to let Fred take over. But we all know that he just tries and doesn't really help, though. My, but it's up to Merlin, you. Merlin, I beg to differ. Fred has has absorbed all of my lessons and could tell you Pythagorean's theorem off the back of his hand. I'm sure he'll be able to conquer any arrow-based dancing game. It's uh, it's whatever. Bye. Merlin Frederick, has no faith in Fred. You must go through the fire and the flames! Oh, uh, okay, sir. I did just listen to you spout out about, you know, long division and other sorts of mathematic equations for the past long so while. So perfect! You're prepared to dance and be merry! 
I would certainly say I'm prepared. Okay. So, Fred, <laughs> make make a wits roll because Let me step precise on the actions. How many dice? Two. Two. I got a two and a four. So, um, you did not succeed in your first attempt, but the skies opened up and a ray of light has shined down on you. And you hear the voice of God saying, Hey, Fred. Hey. Doesn't say what level you have to play at. You could play on easy. This concept of a level and a fixed difficulty is foreign to me. <laughs> uh, could you elaborate? So right now, you're playing a very difficult song on expert difficulty. Oh, that sounds You could <laughs> play the really hard song on easy difficulty. Oh. It's kind of an oxymoron. Then it will ha! make it easier. Sounds good. You should do that. Okay. Do you have any questions for me before I go? Um. What? Is this made of magic? How does this object work? It's made out of this new thing called electricity. Oh. I'm rolling it out next year. Okay, thanks, God. I'll be sure to invest in electricity before then. I'll make millions. Peace. And then the sky is closed. Frederick, um. was that God? He just gave me a hot investment tip. What? Yeah. Invest in electricity. Electricity? Well, I can barely elect to vote. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was a terrible one. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. <laughs> Uh, he, he informed me that I should play this song on the easy difficulty. Ah, sounds a bit like an oxymoron. That's what I said. See, you are, we are like-minded, Fred. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, here, use whatever logical me, inconsistencies you need to beat this foul demon game. From watching you, sir, I've derived that... I need to place my foot perpendicular to the surface of the dance pad and make contact when the arrow on the screen aligns with the outline. Mm, truly, you have uh, the student has become the master. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I'm gonna cut off your conversation now. <laughs> you don't want to listen to us RP playing DDR for the next like 20 minutes? Because boy, no. I've got a lot of material here. <laughs> okay, Fred. Now that you've yes. now that you've done this song once, I'm actually going to say you're prepared. So roll three dice for wit. Okay. I got a one, a two, and a one. Oh my god, Fred! You succeeded. You got a hundred percent. And not only that, but the skies opened up again, and a ray of light shone down on you, and God just went sick, bruh. And then he closed because he didn't want to deal with you anymore. He closed the sky again. <laughs> he walked off. Sky's closed. Yeah. Whew. Okay. So you, as, as, as it springs congratulations, you also see that it has text at the bottom of the screen that says, you did it. You did it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> wow. It's just, wow. It's really proud of you. And it's just letting you what know you did it. It's a thing. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's a reassuring thing. So, you, you guys have completed the ritual, and now you're, you're gonna head out towards the ritualistic Holy Grail site. And with that, we have completed Act 2. Act three is the return of tea, but I think that we should redo act three to being at the ritualistic site and we can just have a makeshift round table around our weird uh, Star of David. How's that sound for everybody? That sounds good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So everybody's here at the ritualistic Holy Grail site. Barbara's there. The entire village is there. <laughs> 
Everyone's birds. <laughs> the cup <cuffed> birds. <laughs> Everyone's super excited. Um, uh, we put the chalice down. We we make sure Barbara's got a front row seat. We make sure that everybody has has double checked that they completed their tasks. Um, everybody seems good, and all of a sudden, there's a little rumble under the ground like an earthquake but no one knows what earthquakes are and so they're spooked but um <laughs> the ground in the middle of the star of david pentagram thing opens up <laughs> it's a hexagram it opens up <laughs> yeah yeah it's a hexagram it's a hexagram hexagram opens up and through some weird thing called uh, that must be powered by magic because electricity isn't rolling out for another year um <laughs> rises up best. from the ground and and on it is the holy grail <laughs> and everybody's like waiting it for it to do something but it doesn't do anything because it's it's just it's a, a cup, cup. <laughs> um but you but no one joins him and no one no joins, one joins <laughs> him <laughs> But, but everybody looks around and they realize we have the entire population of the land here together. Well, except for, except for the Black Knight, he's dead. But um. And King Ar- and King Arthur and his rock hard abs. Uh, no, King Arthur's King Arthur's still sick in bed, but he's there in spirit. Um, Merlin gave him a sneaky speaky too, so he can communicate. Um, everybody's gathered, and we realize, you know what? We made. The Holy Grail may not have done shit, but we did bring the kingdom together. And I think we succeeded. Everybody's wrong because King Arthur's still sick, but everybody feels good and feels accomplished. Yeah. The crowd rejoices, <laughs> and over the sneaky speaking here. <coughs> over the, the real... sneaky speaky, you hear a, a, a heartbeat monitor just flatline. <laughs> <laughs> The real treasure was each other and the continued non-existence of penicillin. Yes! <laughs> so, now we're all here, and I just, I want you guys all to, to share with each other how your quest went, how you, how you made friends, and, and uh, just, just reflect a little bit. Good talk. <laughs> I forgot to mention Merlin did succeed in getting you all your preferred chair options. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Ambrose is leaning back and forth on the ground like a head shorter than everyone else. Like, <laughs> So that's all you have to reflect on there, Sergey. Okay. <laughs> how about... How about <laughs> Ambrose, how's Ambrose doing? I, I had a fantastic adventure. I experienced many visions of the divine. Uh, I, I was able to acquire a new and enthusiastic student in the form of Fred, uh, and I was able to play a new game called Dance Dance Revolution and determine that not all things with vectors are fun. <laughs> uh, how's Terry doing? Uh, Terry's leaning back on two surfs taped together. <laughs> my, my seating is, option of guys, choice. Guys, is Terry an evil knight? Uh, <laughs> even if he is, we love him. He's an anti-hero. He's got, like, skulls on his armor, like, bird skulls, he, human skulls. He's like the Punisher, like, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, I... I'm not supposed to be happy. Um, Maybe that was Terry's journey. Yeah, I'd say throughout the journey, uh, Terry really found a reason to become less broken through the help of a a young individual. A young breakfast (laughs) soup-based individual. Breakfast soup? Breakfast soup. Young custard. (gasps) And and custard's eyes. uh, (laughs) Has really become someone that I've looked up to. 
Um, and I'd like to continue uh, continue on this 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 little journey of, of fatherhood, fatherly figuring of this individual. And, and I'd just like to say that I really look to him as a son. Uh, I will always be there for young porridge. And then his eyes go back to their regular <laughs> to, yeah. to where they were. But like an all-knowing gaze. <laughs> and how's Jeremy? Je- um, Jeremy is collapsed on a beanbag chair. Did he ever get to sip a brewski from the Holy Grail? And he 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 put he puts his arm around Elderflower, and he's like, "I met, I met my best fucking friend today. I worked, I worked with this beautiful, this beautiful man, and I don't think, I don't ever want him to leave my side because I love, I love his music. His music is perfect." And he starts crying. His music is perfect, and I don't think. Anyone has ever inspired me so much as this man, and you know what? I get to finally know what what alcohol tastes like again. And he goes and he stumbles, he stumbles toward the chalice, and he turns to everyone with a bottle, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Merlin, I stole the booze from your tower, <laughs> but I saved I saved a little bit." <laughs> So that I could pour it into this stupid cup and drink it and see what it finally tastes like. And he pours and he takes a long swig from it. And then he spits it out and goes, it's the perfume. And then, and then that was. I was trying to taste it first. He got, he grabbed the wrong bottle. <laughs> he drank all the booze. Of course he did. He forgot to. And then he collapses. He collapses back on the beanbag chair. Okay. Feeling different. And with that, we have concluded our game. Um, so, um, let's just kind of do a general review. What did you guys think of Wits and Chivalry? And would you, would you be willing to play it again? Should we go in order? Sure. Yeah, we, we have an accidental you. order. They have one that's based off of, like, Stranger Things, Goonies kind of stuff, and then they're making one that's based off of, like, Hot Fuzz, Police Academy, Cop kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Who's next in the order? I'm next in the order. Um, yeah, I'd definitely play it again. I'd say that next time I should uh, prepare an accent, a consistent <laughs> accent, for the entirety <laughs> of the time. Your accent was American. We're in England right now, so that was an accent. <laughs> it was definitely oh, a foreign, foreign accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I definitely played it again. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that it might be interesting to have more character interaction between the groups in the future. But that, that would be hard in this instance because we were each playing two characters. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, that would be something that I would look forward to in the future is just more character interaction between the various groups and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. That's it. Oh, sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. All I saw was your mouth moving was <laughs> mango. Um, yeah, uh, so I really like that uh, it's a simple and yet flexible system, like Dylan was saying. Like, I think it's it's something that you could easily, like, if you wanted to make your own hack of a game like this, you could come up with the two stats you care about and just do, um, do like, you know, whatever, blank and blank, lasers and feelings, wits and chivalry. Just, uh, you know, whatever genre you like, I'm sure you could kind of mold this to it. Um, I like the simple outcomes. It seems like it would be simple to run, and it's really simple to play. Plus, it's fast to create characters. You just, like, have a checklist you go down. 
Um, I think that we, I, obviously we're all like people that are comedy or comedy adjacent, so we definitely went with like, it's pretty easy for us to go with the like medieval comedy as a thing. Um, I'd be interested to see this, if there is a way to run a system like this in a more dramatic thing for someone who's like trying to go for like a, like a dungeon crawly thing or even just like a, like a simple storytelling thing. Like you could, you could have something that's maybe not like gritty and dark but you could do something that's a little bit more dramatic like a romance thing or like a like a an interpersonal drama um the bachelor the that, what <laughs> i just thought of like competitively playing the bachelor in our it's actually almost exactly what i was thinking it was like a, it was like a like a, a you would have like couples pairing off like you'd have like a uh you each create like you know i don't know I don't know if you do male and female because, you know, gender is a social construct and all that, but you could yeah. do aliens of, like, you know, topulons and bottomites. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the playing multiple characters. The only thing, honestly, I think this is a perfect game for if you have a small group of people that want to play RPGs but just want to get started that night. Like, this is, this, four people might be about the max I would run this with, because it ends up being a fair amount of downtime for the people that aren't involved. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I, it's rare that I find an RPG that I would recommend for someone to run for three people or two people that, like, I wouldn't also recommend them run at six. Like, oftentimes, like, things like D&D are just pretty good at those big group sizes. I think this one's perfect at, like, three or four. Um, I don't think it works for two, because then it's just... I mean, I guess maybe it does, but you're just playing two different characters and the DM's just, like, bouncing between them. And it certainly doesn't work as one unless you've got someone who's really willing to, like, go full Rachel on it and talk to herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Totally would play this again. Uh, I think I echo Dylan's sentiment most closely of just, like, I would love to see the other genres. Is that, is that my turn, then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first note, keep your eyes open for Topulons and Bottomites. Um, the new, the new, the new, what is it? Uh, gay dating space opera. Um, <laughs> it's a new musical. The, the alternate title is Ass Effect. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed it. I would, I would certainly play it again. I, um, from a, from a game standpoint, it looked like it's much more geared toward, just like an overall like story and experience through stories with like some level of failure without having overwhelming failure be a real possibility. Cause there was no, it like at least explicitly in the rules was nothing about like penalties of death or con consequence in that regard, just more or less like, do you have to tackle your problem in a different way? So like that was just something I noticed. Um, I felt that I had a pretty good, a pretty ev like even distribution of successes versus failures because even with like one success on your roll, stuff still happens. There's just like minor inconveniences that get introduced. Um, I thought it was pretty funny that most of my failures were as Custard, who is like a failure <laughs> of a person. So, um, <laughs> so I, I certainly I certainly experienced a good deal of failure. It just happened mostly when I was Custard. Yeah. Um, I, I liked having sort of like two roles to play. I went back and looked at the rules a second time and it's kind of, I think at one point it's explicitly stated that the companions take more, it says the companions can be there, but more in the background. I'm kind of glad that we kept them kind of as just like a partner because you got to just have two, sort of like two experiences within the same thing. Um, like I, I enjoyed having my time as Jeremy and my time as Custard. Like they were both fun for their own reasons without having yeah. to go and like play a second like game. It was, it was all within the same like round. Um, so like as, as a, as a game, it had those aspects, but I really liked playing it from a, from a comedian standpoint as well, because, because of those sort of like more storyline oriented things, it was much easier to like make it funny there there was much more opportunity to do jokes because of the way the game was set up for me just in the fact that you could have two characters there wasn't really a whole bunch of failure when there was failure there was nothing like you're dead now and then it's like you can't even make any more jokes after that it's more just like 
oh, like, like custard lost fingers. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> like, like it was, it was like funny stuff and opportunities to like talk to God and keep like running jokes going with that. Like I, I really enjoyed that and I would definitely play it again. Yeah. Um, I think that like, as a first time GM, this is like a really great game to do it with because you really don't need much prep. Um, like, I I decided to do tasks just because of the way that it was kind of structured in, in the rule book of, like, people having different places they need to go and different tasks that they need to achieve. And I was like, screw it, I'm just going to make these arbitrary tasks and that'll be fine. I do think that, like, the big downside to this style game is just the downtime of people not not actively participating especially when we're doing it in a format like this where like we're not in the same room with each other right now if we were all in the same room it might not be as bad because like you're still with people but like it'll be like 30 minutes while someone else is having their adventure that you're just kind of sitting there going cool <laughs> i was yeah. on my phone at one point because it was just like a long yeah. a long period and yeah. i was like i'm gonna check my phone yeah no so, it's no worries what i actually just after you said you reread the rules, I, I did a reread as well. And actually, it almost seems like it could imply, like, if I were to run this, I would definitely want to run it with, like, multiple knights and then the other people that aren't knights. Like, it, for an even, evenly splittable group like this, where you have four people, do, like, two knights and two companions, and then flip-flop it. Uh, and then you could preserve that, like, the companions are not more in the background, but, like, less impactful. And you have two people kind of driving the scene. The other two people are there, but it's more like, oh, we need to check a trap custard go in um, <laughs> of course uh, you yeah, would send of course you would send custard <laughs> yeah it's custard or fred come on um it seems like you could there there's ways to get around that like if that's the biggest downside for the system there's definitely ways you could you could we could work around it if we were to play this again yeah yeah i I, yeah, I definitely understand. I would have, on first reading, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. You group up companion night, companion night, and just do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I, I think it's, uh, it's it, if not implied, it's at least, at least left open-ended that you could just have, like, two knights, you know, Holy Grail style. You know, you, instead of having just one, you have, like, a, a couple of knights and their squires. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um... Do we want to just jump into our arbitrary ratings, Dylan? <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Fair. Um, on a scale of uh, 0 to 10 on your ability to play as a trusty steed, I give it a 5 because it's not explicitly said that you can, but it's not explicitly said that you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what That's... are airbud rules it didn't say <laughs> well sergey sergey was a mount at one point wasn't he didn't he carry his yeah his companion sergey so... could have been a steed he was pretty much a steed, like, fully. But, but yeah, I guess so. He could have been just a jumping horse. Yeah, he's just <laughs> very strong-limbed. From the far-off land of Australia. Uh, uh. <laughs> that's generous. That is. That's, yeah, that's really high. Who's below him? It will only get worse from here. (laughs) 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 That implies no progress. Uh, Which is not the case. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10 for historical accuracy, uh, I'm going to rate this a uh, voice of God from the heavens. (laughs) Out of 10. Can I just say I really like that mechanic? Um, uh, like that it's it's not necessarily like a, a success or a failure. It's just like God intervenes and it gives the DM like another voice to play. Gives you some advice. It, it, it's, it also lets you steer it, which is good. Yeah, it, it's nice because like 
it, it kind of helps if if you see that like they're kind of going off the path it's a good way to get them back on the path um but it's also just kind of fun it, it can become a little lot like when i got like someone just heard from the wizard god and then they rolled it again i was like no questions just you're doing good peace you know <laughs> i think you handled it well though yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that happen and i was like i think that's fair like if you get two rolls in a row like yeah yeah. yeah, God's pretty fed up with you. He doesn't have a... This isn't his only thing No, going birds on. don't go to fucking heaven. We just a, don't care. On, on, a, on, a scale of, on a scale of one to ten on how convinced I am that God actually does not let birds into heaven instead of totally letting him into heaven but being strangely dismissive about it, I'm a two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh what was it christianity judaism uh arthur's abs uh, communism <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i i did i did expect some of the details that we put forward for ourselves in character creation to be some of like the anchors for some of like the actions and like comedy that we would have like i had like i made a point to use my brass knuckles for some arbitrary task like at the end of my quest like things like the crest and things like that never really like came into play and like my my porridge pot shields <laughs> and stuff like i i had to like think of ways to like use them so that was one thing where it was like there were, there were a bunch of details in character creation that never really came back unless you make a point to like use them yeah that, that was just something i noticed i think i think it's more of like they really want you to it seems like what they really want is for you to get into your character but there you know you can get into your character and stuff but then like not really find a way to utilize your different yeah, aspects it was, especially it was a, when like i had these quests all planned out last night before i figured out who who exactly was playing and what the roles were going to be so not not no, that not... no go, go ahead Domingo. Uh, I was just gonna say, I, I think it's one of those questions that's less for it, it's less about the answer and more that just by asking it, it forces the player to think about it. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is a funny like we. There were a couple of those crests that were funny, like, and they were like a cool joke for us to have, and it gave each of us like our own distinctive feel as a character. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what a knight would do in real life with his ta with his tavern besides like brandish it in front of a, a peasant and say, "Do you know who I am?" Uh, not, not. The <laughs> but like the, the if the situation presented itself as long as it's in the forefront of your mind it's really more than easy enough to to use all those details because i was actually hoping that dylan would fail to uh start the conga line to get barbara streisand to join us because my backup plan if he failed was to just run up and punch her guard and turn to ha and turn to her and say and then roll again for wit to say sorry he just looked so much like Elliot Gold and then she would have totally come <laughs> with us like like I had I had that plan like ready to go so I was like I was gonna use my brass knuckles for that and like all this stuff. so oh. it's like as long as you like have those details on hand you can more than you can more than incorporate them if you if you want to yeah, for whatever reason that's totally fair yeah. Oh, yeah, like, like last game that Dylan and I played, I, like, made a detail that I had a tiny uh, wooden sailboat that my father whittled for me when I was little, and I called it my lucky boat. And I made sure that any time anything happened that looked like I was going to die, I held on and I kissed my lucky boat for good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Served no real purpose than to comfort me. Uh, there's a, a game system called Gamma World, uh, which has been around for, for years, uh, but they made a 4th edition version. It's about the, the only good thing to have come out of D&D 4th edition. Um, and uh, it has an excellent character creation that involves your character accruing like actual equipment that they use, and then 1 to 10 pieces of useless junk. Uh, and I have never seen players more creative than when they try to incorporate those pieces of useless junk into their day-to-day -day, like lives or combat abilities. Um, 
it's pretty excellent. So I, I'm fully in support of players having useless pieces of garbage <laughs> that they try to be like, but DM, but DM, I have uh, a quarter of a stop sign from 1922. I'll use it as a boomerang. <laughs> Okay. I think anybody else have any any more arbitrary ratings they want to throw in there? Uh, I rate it five out of ten on bird knowledge. <laughs> Good. I f- I feel like I I learned some things, but I could have learned more, mm. and that's a five. That's that's a fact. Okay. I, I think I'd give it a seven out of ten on educational value. You 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 taught Fred a lot. I think you accomplished your goal of uh, spread knowledge to the ignorant. Yeah, I certainly did. I was trying. I also give it a zero out of ten on parents found. <laughs> <laughs> Just parents in general, really. There should have been adult supervision for a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that Arthur just has a bunch of like teenagers running around. This is nice. And they're all, like, still going through puberty, and they're like, but I don't want to go into the woods, Arthur. I want to stay home and play with my box, because they don't have Xbox yet. But then Arthur, like, flexes his abs, and they're like, all right, we'll go. Uh, never mind, because they're, they're confused <laughs> about their sexuality, um, as most young boys are. Um, okay, well then, I think this has been Obscure Games with Obscure People. Yeah.